0: Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com. And on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim. Fill that out and that's it. Let's start with something interesting. If you're going to a trip to Canada, Microsoft recently published an article on their website about Ottawa, a list of things that you shouldn't miss. Now, on the list, go to a baseball game, a war museum, visit the Ottawa Food Bank. What was that? Yeah, I mean, a food bank that feeds families in need. As it turns out, it was written by AI. Microsoft apologized that we didn't mean to put that on the list because it also said, hey, you better go hungry to the food bank. Mm, What was up with that? Yes, AI. We always need human editors. Speaking of AI, there's the new Russian AI application called Chat KGB. It's asking all the questions, and you have to answer them. And on that happy note, welcome. It's the Kim Commando Show. I'm America's digital goddess here with you once again. And you're about to get more tech smarts because every single thing is a tech thing. You can find my award-winning show on 400 radio stations across the United States. And a special shout-out goes to all of our listeners on the American Forces Network Radio. And our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at 1-888-825-5254 is the way to join us. All right, we're going to kick off this hour not with the tech news that you need to know. Instead, I want to let you know more about what's going on with the wildfires in Maui. The news has just dropped off the radar, but the people are still suffering. Okay, so as many of you know, I have lived part-time on Maui for a really long time. Well, I haven't, let me go back in time. I was about four years old the first time I went to Maui. And here's why. My dad worked for United Airlines. So rather than going to Florida from New Jersey, which is what everybody else did, we actually went to Hawaii. Now, at that time, a bunch of United Airlines pilots, they all got together and they built this eight-story building in Kihei. It was all condos. And they leased the condos out for $30 a night and that included a free rental car. Um, it's called the Monokai Maui now, in case you're ever there. And it's a magical place, Maui. When the news of the fires in Lahaina Town, let me just tell you, it just broke my heart. Uh, friends and family, my Ohana, they, they kept me up to date with text messages and phone calls. And I immediately put together a list of reputable ways that we could all help the people of Lahaina and Maui. And then I shared that with all of you. Well, a dear friend of mine in Hawaii. He's been helping so many people deal with the loss of lives in history. And let me tell you, he is such a wonderful person. Um, he's served the island people for so many years. I'm talking about police and veterans. He is the talented voice on KHBH there in Honolulu every weekday morning. And he does a whole bunch of other radio shows, too. Um, his name is Rick Hamada. And I'm so thrilled to have Rick here uh, with us here on the show. Hi there, Rick.
1: Aloha, sista. It is good to connect with you.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I'd like to hear from you. How important is Lahaina to Hawaii?
1: Wow. It is so, so essential in many ways. And I'll start with history. It is the former capital. It is the home of uh, Hawaii royalty, The name of the island, Maui, pardon me, is named after a Hawaiian demigod, and it holds such a great magnet uh, for attracting and retaining so many good, great people uh, here at home and from around the world, including yourself. Now, Maui, and Lahaina specifically, is termed no Oi, which means the very best, Mm -hmm. and that that phrase doesn't come lightly giving the entire state so the emotional familial historical importance of maui and lahaina cannot be denied but in a more practical standpoint maui is our second largest chain in the archipelago comprising hawaii right. uh, it is comprised of several counties if you will including koho'olave uh, Lanai and Molokai mm-hmm. generates in tourism revenue over 4 billion to 5 billion dollars a year depending on the year that you cite most recently the financial contribution the imagery the marketability of our state it is a primary destination for so many people
0: it's just i mean it's it's exquisite it's stunning you know it's yeah. I, I can't think of a more beautiful place. my mom I think you know she I mean she because of United Airlines she traveled to seventy seven different countries mm. and when she was in the last stages of pancreatic cancer i I said you know tell me where do you want to go where wherever you want to go in the world I will take you there right now and she said i I, I want to go to Maui and mm. I, I just wanna, I want to sit on on the patio, the lanai of the house, and I just want to watch the ocean, which is what we did. But I just, that was so telling that a woman who has traveled since the nineteen fifties all around—I mean, you name it—the woman has been there. But that was where she wanted to say, you know, what, this is my, this is where I want to be. I want to see the most beautiful place in the world. And 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 you you bring up a, a good point. Uh, so many different aspects about the history and the people and just the the devastation. And if if I can ask you, what is the current state of the recovery efforts?
1: Kim, that's one of the more uh, distressing aspects of where we are in this point just about two weeks later, because there are complete devastation of buildings, facilities, landmarks. But we're all concentrating on recovery of loved ones, and I, after re-watching the wildfire video as it encroached upon Maui, the swiftness, the surety, the pervasiveness, the all-encompassing effect of that fire, it was clear to all of us that many of our friends and family mm-hmm. were, unfortunately did not survive. So 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 many people.
0: I mean, that's just so many lives, uh, so many tragedies, so many families affected.
1: I, I try and qualify that on the program. Every time you hear a number, I want you to associate that that is a mother, father, child, that data is one thing, but the emotional connection we have with loved ones supersedes. We are just trying to grieve, but be proactive in finding resolutions, Kim.
0: You know, I I, I don't know if a lot of people realize how hard the people of Lahaina worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some of the people, what two, three jobs, right? I mean, Amen. Uh, These are these are these are the people who work in all the resorts. Yeah. Uh, that work in Costco and Kahului, the airport, um, and and families, multi generational families, living in eight nine hundred square feet.
1: That's true. You're absolutely right. We in Hawaii, there is there are a lot of things that we confront and that we overcome in order to remain in this wondrous place. Mm-hmm. The economics command that many do exactly that working multiple jobs just to survive. And the desire to thrive is somewhat mitigated by what you described, the ohana, the family, the connections, the remaining, because so many leave uh, our state. We're averaging one person every 20 minutes that's exiting the state of Hawaii. Oh, I did
0: not know that. that. Wow.
1: We're having an exodus, and this is previous to the wildfires. So when you talk about industriousness, the people of Hawaii at large, but yes, Lahaina, because so many worked in and around Lahaina, but they they live elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll live upcountry, or they'll live uh, east side, and uh, it's perilous now that our number one industry is being uh, compromised yet again within a period of short time
0: after COVID. Oh, what now I was going to say looking... after COVID, right? It's yeah, horrible. Rick, we have so much more to talk about, and I'm so grateful for you to take the time to tell us what's really happening on Maui.
2: Don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket?
0: Uh, Joining me is my dear friend and wonderful talk show host on KHVH Honolulu, where you can also hear my show, uh, Rick Hamada. Hey, Rick, I appreciate you being here again. Let's talk more about Maui and what feeds the economy, which is, of course, right, the tourists. You know, we can talk about supporting Maui through all the donations, and I have the list on my website. But I want people to realize that that you can still go to maui and you can still help the people and you can still support the economy because it's that number that you mentioned 4 billion i mean that's that's a yeah. big number and there are so many local businesses i'm talking about like a friend of mine he owns scuba shack in kie hmm. okay and and he called me he said i can't believe that they are saying the state is dead i or i can't believe that they're saying that the state is closed i have bills to pay i got boat i have i have employees you know,
1: right?
0: And and I I did a search because I was just curious. What are the airfares now between Phoenix and Maui? Because the mm-hmm. other, the other thing people have to remember that Lahaina is thirty miles away from say Wailea or Kihei, right? Mm-hmm. right. Um, Lahaina. I, I looked it up. Lahaina represents one point two nine percent of the island. And I'm not to say that we're not going to be respectful of the families and the tragedy and what has happened. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that that Maui is still open and there are still a lot of people there that are depending upon the tourists to pay their bills.
1: Amen. I can't thank you enough for stressing that because that's of grave concern. And I'm already hearing from families that are looking to close their businesses thereby their staff will be out of work and if we have that domino effect we're going to be in a uh, equally challenging situation for the entire island 1.9 square miles you know what the island of Maui is 723 square miles There's over 700 square miles of wonderful beauty and accommodation and experience, Mm -hmm. and we're just hopeful. At the time right now for folks who are listening, planning a vacation, you often plan four, six, maybe longer months in advance. If there's a sentiment that says, oh my gosh, Maui, it's going to be tough, I don't think we should go. We're going to feel those ramifications down the line, months, months later, extenuating or extending rather, the impact of the economic uh, downfall, and that will be hmm, that will be very, very difficult.
0: I, you know, I, when I looked at the airfares um, from mm-hmm. Phoenix to Kahului, is four hundred and fifteen dollars round trip. Uh, wow. From Atlanta to Kahului is $626. Get this, from Chicago nonstop to Kahului round trip, $234. Wow. I mean, that's really something. So, so just real quick, what you can do. Okay? You can obviously you take the road to Hana. Haleakala. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can yeah. snorkel, you can scuba dive. There's the Maui Ocean Center. Um Yeah. Paia. Tons of great hiking all over Maui. Uh, there's windsurfing, paddle boarding, stand up, kite surfing. Uh, you can go to Big Beach, Little Jeep. You can go to Big Beach and Little Beach. I and mean, McKenna, I'm not going to tell you which one is the Naked Beach. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and because you wouldn't know for sure because you've never experienced it personally. So. No,
0: not that I would ever go there topless ever. Come on, Rick.
1: Not- Oh, come on! Uh, you can play EO, Eo Valley. Eo Valley yeah. is one
0: stunning, stunning. The needle uh, there is amazing. Um, there's zip lining. There's helicopter tours. Um, I'll tell you the last time ball. I uh, last time my I played. Oh yeah, I was just going to say last time I was in Maui, I played the Blue Course in Wailea, and oh. we were playing best ball. Um, myself, my husband, and a couple of friends from uh, Orange County. And the uh, the greenskeeper actually came up to me and he said, I know who you are. And uh, and if you don't mind, uh, could you would you let the other would you let the players behind you play through? And I said, oh, Oh. I said, I said, absolutely. They can play through as many people you want to play through. And so now we get to hole nine. And he said, um, he said, you know, I would have thought you were a better golfer. And I said, if you, and I said, you know what, if you never tell anybody that, that I'm such a bad golfer, I promise we're going to have lunch and we won't play the back nine. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And in comparison on some of the courses on the mainland, the Marshall or the will come up and go, Hey, uh, pick up. And then that's it. You know, here on in Hawaii, it's hey, you know, would you do this? Yes, Exactly. Hey, I love it exactly.
0: Love it. Well, well, you know what? We're running out of time, so, so I, so our hearts and prayers are with you, and everybody on island. Um, and, you know me. If there's if there's anything I can do personally, professionally, Rick, you just call upon me.
1: I I appreciate that. May I just share one site um, that we're. Uh, partnering with, it's called KOKUA, K-O-K-U-A-F-O-R, Maui, M-A-U-I.com. And we're an Heart Radio station and a group, and we're partnering uh, with the American Red Cross Hawaii, local Hawaii Red Cross, and we're effectuating some, some great progress in helping others. And I, I can't thank you enough, Kim, for your years of friendship, but also for your heart, as it is a part of our Valley Isle and more.
0: It is. It is. Most definitely. Thanks for being here, Rick.
1: Thanks so much, Kim. Aloha.
0: Okay. He's just wonderful. Okay. Kokoa for Maui. Kokoa means help in Hawaiian. Because right now, people in Lahaina, so many of them are still living without electricity or water. So Cocoa for Maui is the Red Cross. And they have provided almost 20,000 overnight emergency shelter and hotel stays. Uh, they've provided about 105,000 meals and snacks for people in need. They also have identified about 2,000 homes that have either been destroyed or suffered major damage. Now, 400 people are missing. And unfortunately, you just know that kids are on that list because the elementary schools were closed because of the fire and the teachers sent the kids home and many of them were home alone because their parents were working. It's just a real, real tragedy. So CocoaForMaui.com, you know, if you can give $5, $10, whatever you can give, you're definitely going to make a difference. So it's a busy Reddit community. Am I the a-hole? It's a place on the internet where people go and they tell their stories and then then they ask everybody in this Reddit community, am I right or am I wrong or am I the metaphorical a-hole? So it's time for you to put on the judge's hat. Now once a week, I handpick a post for your consideration and then the judgment falls on your shoulders. Are they or are they not? a hole, But wait, there's more. We always have a special guest contestant just primed and ready to embrace the challenge and compete for that grand reward. You know what that is? It's the Kim Commando Show official fanny pack. I know. I know. It's a big deal. And joining us this week is Trish from Allentown, Pennsylvania. Hi there, Trish. Hi there. So what do you do there in Allentown?
2: I actually work at a hospital and I work in compliance.
0: So. <laughs> oh, nice. And making sure that the ransomware doesn't get there, too, I bet, right? Correct. Yeah, It's a big job. All right. So I'm going to read you this story. And and then at the end, you're going to have to tell me whether or not it's a mom, whether or not she's the a-hole. Okay. You ready? Okay. 13 years ago, my family won a wrongful death lawsuit for the death of my husband. Now, as part of the settlement, my daughter gets access to a trust fund when she turns 21 years old. The trust fund gives her about $40,000 a year until she turns 30. My daughter has known about this since she's been in elementary school. And since then, she's gotten really popular on Instagram and TikTok as a dancer and as a singer. But at the same time, she's struggling in school, socially and with the work. She's been held back twice. She's 16 years old right now. And my state allows students to drop out at that age. But my daughter's ex-stepfather, I guess that would be her ex-husband, Right, Trish? Okay. Um, right. Okay. I guess <laughs> uh, My daughter's ex-stepfather of 10 years is very much pro-education. He's furious that she's even considering hanging out in L.A. with other influencers and calling that a job. But my daughter's ambitious. She says that she needs all day to devote to being an influencer, doing collaborations, and getting ready for events and creating new content. So against her, again, the ex-stepfather's protests, I signed off on the decision two days ago that she is no longer a high school student. So Mm -hmm. am I the a-hole? And we all know this is, she's continue on. We all know that she has financial backup the moment she turns 21. And I don't see how keeping her in something that she hates like school and finds boring is better than letting her do something that she's just passionate about. So Trish is the mom. Mom's asking. Am I an
2: a-hole or not? I don't think she is in this case, because it sounds like the kid is very dedicated and ambitious, and I think that's a good option. Um, I believe in education, so I guess it depends on what the family believes in education, but I definitely don't think the mom's an a-hole in this case.
0: Okay, let's see what the internet says. Oh, oh no, Trish! The whole internet said the woman's an ale. Oh no! I know. I you know what? I I I would keep. I would make that kid stay in school.
2: Yeah, I. Would. I mean, I could see that. I definitely would agree with that. But I also understand um, this next generation. You know, when they're passionate about something, they work towards it. So that was my thought process. You know, and, and, and you I understand. know, yeah, and being sixteen.
0: And wanting to be an influencer, I still would make her, I would say, you know what, I get that, but you need to stay in school, at least get a high school diploma, or at least get a JED. I mean, I graduated high school when I was 15, because I went to college in order to take Uh. the extra classes. Because in New Jersey, where I went to school, you needed four years of English, and you needed four years of history for some reason. And so... I went and took history in English at night at a community college. So this way I could graduate high school early. So, cause I was like, I'm done. I'm, you know. Wow. So, so anyway, so where there's a will, there's a way. So I, if it was me, I would have made the kids stay and yeah, 40 grand. That's not a lot of right. money after you pay taxes, especially yeah, living exactly. in LA. You know, it's just yeah. not going <laughs> to be something. All right. So <laughs> moving on. How can I help you?
2: my question is, um, my mother will be 92 this year, and she has a lot of recipes from my grandmother, and my grandmother was from Sicily. So nothing was written down, but my mother has written down recipes over the years. And we'd like to make a cookbook um, to memorialize them, but also to give as gifts for Christmas. And I was looking at a lot of these cookbook sites and apps, and I was just wondering, you know, what is the best one out there? Because they really vary in price and in what you have to do.
0: Yeah. And I love that we have it handwritten because there's... Yes. I mean that's just amazing, and what's nice is that you know you can scan them in, right? Yeah, uh, you yeah. don't have to scan them in at twelve hundred DPI. By the way, if it's going to be printed, okay. it's probably three hundred DPI. If it's just going to be on the screen, seventy-five or one hundred and fifty DPI. So, okay. so what you want to do is just you know um, just keep that in mind because it it can get a lot of it can take a lot of space, and then it takes longer to open the file, edit the file, do things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that you could do with just the with the uh, recipes is to have pictures of people eating that dish, right? Ah, um, and then maybe ask for quotes from other people about that dish. I mean mm-hmm. what was okay. what was your what was the best thing that your mother made?
2: So we like this one. It's a very basic dish, but it's chicken, potatoes, and peas, and it's just like a casserole dish that is very inexpensive but very filling. So if you're on a budget and have a large family, it's a wonderful dish.
0: See, just what you said. Yeah. That would be amazing to have next to the recipe. Okay. Got um, it. Because it, it makes, it'll, it'll bring it to life. And then you have your picture there with your quote right. underneath it. Hmm. And okay. uh, and then I'm sure there's somebody in the family who said, you know what? I like the chicken. I like the peas. But you know what? I added some noodles with the potatoes. Or I, I wanted <laughs> asparagus, you know. Right. And and the same thing with, you know, well, Cicely, you're more olive oil based, right? Right, good. right. So, and so you have, oh gosh, so good. I'm like, now I'm like, I want some bread and olive oil, stomach <laughs> right. vinegar, you know, yes. it's like, you know, I don't know whoever, like I said, you know, we have to live on all protein, but it's terrible. <laughs> you know, it's like, there's oh. nothing like, you know, oh, and I have to tell you this because you are Italian. So last night um, I didn't want to cook. And so I thought it'd be like a good idea. So I said, let's order a pizza. And Mm -hmm. so I said, well, I'm going to go order healthy. Okay. And so my friend Nicole was over and she's like, you know, we ought to try that chickpea pizza crust. Oh, Okay. I never had that. And I'm like, you know, how bad could it be? It was the worst. Okay. Really? Yeah. Chickpea. (laughs) And it's like, you know, like 50% Mm -hmm. less carbs, 25% more protein. (laughs) I'm like, Yuck. yeah, it was awful. It was awful. Okay. All right. So in order to lay it out, you can use Microsoft Word. You can use Adobe InDesign. And- there are those those you, where you can buy the software and it's going to do the cookbook and all that other great stuff. I would be more inclined, because this is a gift, is to make yes. it a beautiful coffee table book. Oh, okay. And... And so you have a picture of your mom or like some pictures of the family in the old country and where you have their pictures and you introduce them as characters. Okay. You know, and you say what their, maybe what their favorite saying was, because this is going to be something that's going to be, this is something somebody's going to look at a hundred years from now. Right. Right. You know, with everything that we have digital, it's fabulous. But think about how many pictures on your phone. Versus right. how many you have printed in your house and which yep. ones are going to last. Right. So, exactly. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, my mother's, my, I mean, I could see her today. She, she'd say to me, you know, um, are, are, are you stupid or are you a moron? I'm like, I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, I don't know. Is there one better, <laughs> you know, <laughs> trying to think this out. Okay. Um, but there are websites like create space and blur okay. and Lulu and they will help you design, print, and bind the cookbook. They also have design oh. templates for cookbooks, but I like that you're not limited to just a cookbook because you can use part of the book as like a photo album. Right. Yeah, part, I like that. Yeah, and then part of the book as an honest-to-gosh cookbook with recipes and all that other stuff. Uh, right. And then they also offer different binding. Like the hardcover, is, that's going to give you that premium feel, right? Right. Uh, if you want to make it really a cookbook, you can make it spiral. But I think it... If this is something that legacy, I would want to really just give it that premium feel and that hardcover book. And like I said, you know, you're going to, you know, write the significance of the recipes, any memories associated with it, any personal notes, any tips, any variations to the recipes. Right. Because I think okay. that's, that's really going to be something and have those index cards because that, I mean, you know, you can't put a price on that. That's, Right, yeah. that's, that's exactly. Just, that's just going to be amazing. So um, we're going to send you some links to these sites. But in case you're listening, take a look at Blurb, Lulu, and Create Space. And Trish, thanks for your call today. All right, I know we're sitting here late summer, and it's hard to think, like, oh, my gosh, Christmas is just months away, and you're going to need some money. But this is what we've done here at the Kim Commando Show. We are always planning ahead for all you guys and gals. So we put together a list of 20 jobs, the best jobs that you can do at home to earn some money. And I'm going to go through them very quickly. I just want to just spark some interest in your mind. And then I'm going to tell you where you can find a link to all 20 of these. So like for example, number 1 is transcription. And the best part is you can do it at home on your own schedule. And there are work for home sites like daily transcriptions and medical transcriptionists, but it's more than that. You can also be a freelance writer, actually on the increase because of AI. You could be a blogger. You could evaluate search engines. You could also be a virtual assistant. They make around 30 bucks an hour. You could also be your own answering service at home. You could be an online reseller on sites like Marketplace and eBay. You could also be a secret shopper for someone. You could also go to TaskRabbit and help people, say, move things, pack or clean or just be a handy person. You could be a call center rep. Uh, you could be a social media consultant you could make money walking dogs or sitting pets you could be an online tutor an expert a beauty rep so again you're going to find a list of all these 20 jobs free for the taking by heading over to commando.com that's with a k of course and hit that show picks of the week button All right, Joyce in Nashville, Tennessee.
3: Well, um, my sisters and I have four sisters. Nice. We do a sisters' weekend one weekend a year. The problem we run into is when we're driving in the car. If there's a conversation going on in the front, the people in the back can't hear, and vice versa. So I've been trying to find something that might make it so that we could all hear each other when we're carrying on conversations.
0: So all so four I hope of you. Might be able to stop. So all four so of you are... five. Oh, five. Okay, so there's five of you. That's right, you mm-hmm. said you had four sisters. Wow. Boy, your parents, they were busy.
3: Oh, there were a bunch of boys, too, so yes. <laughs> oh, okay, this is just a big,
0: big, lovely family. Okay, so the five of you were in the in the car, you're all chit-chatting, laughing, having a great time. Right. And you're having trouble hearing each other?
3: Yeah, so like, you know, we want to all be talking together on the same conversation but it's hard to hear the people in the front if you're sitting in the back or vice versa so okay well just wondered if there was something available
0: um, you know you, you could all put on bluetooth headsets okay mm-hmm. and and then you can connect multiple headsets to a, a phone app or a voice chat app you could use like even like discord or zoom so you all have the headsets on Okay. Um, you could also have everybody wear a headset and then using a Bluetooth FM transmitter, you could have the whole conversation come out over the car's radio. Okay. So this way everybody okay. could be able to hear it that way. Um, you could probably have a group call where everybody joins in and okay. then put that call on speaker. Or you can, mm-hmm. or where you could also take that, that call and using the FM transmitter put it into the car's speakers. You could have everybody you know get on a voice chat and with headsets and then, and then put it in just have a Bluetooth speaker in the car.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: Or you could just say, I'm the oldest, I get to talk right now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, a couple of them have a little bit of hearing problems, so we have to take that into consideration. Oh, okay, and so then-
0: probably that, that said, I would do the Bluetooth headsets. Okay, so okay. that yeah. so that this way they'll be able to hear rather than making everything go through the car speaker or through a speaker phone or or even a Bluetooth speaker or anything like that. So so basically, what you're going to do is you're going to have like a group call. And then everybody's going to connect to it using their device. Okay. And then they'll be able to hear the conversation in their ear and then they'd be able to just talk using that Bluetooth headset. And then I think that would probably be the best, best thing. So when you guys are driving along, what's like, what's the big conversation about?
3: Oh, everything. Our kids, our grandkids, um, you know, growing things about growing up. We all have hobbies. Um, just. A myriad of things.
0: That's fabulous. That's, you know what? That's just a great time had by all. It is. Truly is. Hey, Joyce, thanks for your call today. Appreciate you getting through. You know, one of the fun things, Joyce, you could do is actually get together when you're in the car and tell each other stories. And then save these recordings and then have that uh, whole conversation transcribed. And then you can make a book. How fun would that be? Hey, the next time you have to go somewhere, open the Google Maps app and then put in your destination and select the car for driving directions. Now, right underneath the estimated travel time and miles, you're going to see a little green and white leaf Oh, love that. That's the most efficient route. And these usually have fewer hills, less traffic, and constant speeds. And Google Maps also includes the average fuel consumption for cars in your area. Now, if you don't see the little green and white leaf, just open your Google Maps settings and then tap the three dots and look under route options. And then you're going to go ahead and switch next to Prefer fuel-efficient routes on. And then bingo, you got it. Hey, tell three friends about the Kim Commando Show because knowledge is power. You can find me over at commando.com.
1: This program
0: is a copyrighted production of Westar Multimedia Entertainment and protected by the copyright laws. Any rebroadcast or use of this program for commercial, business, economic, or financial purposes without the written permission of Westar Multimedia Entertainment is strictly prohibited.